All right, um, let's get started. Let's just get right into it. We gotta we gotta talk about this um, this load management issue in the NBA, and I'm going to come out and say it. Well, I should say this. You all know that I am not a fan, or I should. Well, let me let me start with this. When I I don't give athletes long leashes. I don't give professional athletes long leashes because they are some of the most blessed players, blessed people on the planet. Um, to be able to play a game for a couple of hours a day for a living, what an, I mean, what an opportunity that is. Okay. Um. I got, I, I gotta say this. I don't know how he fixed this load management issue. I'm, here's the thing. I'm not a fan of it with the way it is now. Because here's the thing. Stephen A. Smith brought up a great point on how it's an insult to the paying customer. Personally, I believe this whole load management, um, this whole load management idea is it's a good idea but it just it's just not being executed the best way here's why and also i gotta criticize fans too you know we have to look at ourselves and we gotta say okay here's the thing for example laker games okay let's just take that for an example all right so when I go, when, when we go to a game, when we go to a game, we, you buy a ticket and it says, it says, Los, let's say Los Angeles Clippers versus, um, how can I put this? What, what team? Los, let's do, let's do, let's do Lakers versus Clippers. All right. Okay. So it's like, wow. Okay. So. I get to see LeBron, Anthony Davis, Pat Beverly, Kawhi, Dwight Howard, Paul George. I get to see I get to see quite a few stars and prominent players in the league. When you buy the ticket, it doesn't say LeBron James and Anthony Davis versus Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It doesn't say that. It's you are paying for the team. You're paying to see the team play. And whoever plays that night is who plays that night. Now, I will say this. Here's what I think would be good. And this is just a suggestion to the NBA. Okay. Here, here well, let me, let me preface with this. I don't believe it's right of the of the of the league to tell individual teams of when they can and cannot play their players but here's what i think should happen take the schedule release it when it is released teams go teams talk to their fan bases and they send out emails and stuff like that and they say okay so look at the schedule and these are likely these this stretch of games is likely where we are going to rest players. 
Because you can't say for sure, you can't be for certain, but there are certain stretches of games where it's not really that important. Another suggestion I would have is players, okay, if you're going to do load management, do it in practice. You know, have them take practices off. It's not like they it's not like they miss a couple practices and they just they forget how to play basketball. These are still some of the best guys. These are the best guys in the world playing basketball. I I just I believe if because here's the thing. One reason, one reason um so there's a lot that goes into ticket prices. So you have stars. You have stars. You have what city are you in? Um, is it regular season or is it playoffs? What round in the playoffs? There's many factors that goes into it. Um, but I, that's, I, I don't think that's a bad compromise. Because I, if I'm the team, I would say, okay. Because here's the thing. I want my fans to show up. And here's the thing. If, if the team, if the league isn't receiving money from the players, or I should say, if the league isn't receiving money from, customers and people who watch the game the NBA really hurts if people if people just stop watching if people just stop watching games that would really hurt the league so i think we got to come to a place where it's like okay so we do understand that playing basketball is hard but we also understand that it's a pretty great lifestyle it really is i mean it's it's pretty good I mean, it's not a, it's not a typical nine to five where you got to beat the traffic and, you know, you work for eight hours at a desk job. It's pretty glamorous. Um, now, now there are, you know, there are, you know, annoyances and stuff like that, but overall, it's pretty doggone, it's a pretty doggone good gig. So, I think that's a pretty good compromise. Release the schedules and just, and then just have the players or just, you know, have, have the executives or whoever of the teams just send emails to the fans and say, okay, so the season starts here. So probably around, let's just say, let's just say November. The weeks of November, uh, these weeks in November, we're probably going to rest. We're probably going to rest players. Because I think, because I think it's extremely disappointing to fans. Because here's the thing, ticket prices are expensive. I don't know if you've ever been to an NBA game, but they are super, they're, they're expensive. And... I should say they're expensive for the average Joe. It's not something that you could just, you know, you, the average person could not afford to go to a bunch of games in a season. They just couldn't do that. They may, they may be able to do two games a season and that's on the high end for most people, I would say. Um, but uh, let, let me get into this article. Ten years ago, only cutting-edge sports scientists knew the term load management. Today, it is a spark. It is sparking a popular revolt that hit new heights last week when Clippers forward 
Kawhi Leonard sat out a national televised game at Utah on the first night of a back-to-back. This was nothing new. Leonard, who missed most of the 2017-2018 season uh, because of tendinopathy in his right quad, hasn't played in both ends of a back-to-back since April 2017. His load management program last season with the Toronto Raptors, in which he played in only 60 regular season games, helped propel his team to its first NBA championship, and Leonard took home the NBA Finals MVP trophy. Leonard didn't invent the modern NBA load management uh, regimen, but he might have perfected it, as he certainly popularized it. Whether it's Memphis Grizzlies rookie John Moran or Dallas Mavericks big man Chris Haps Porzingis, more players from teams than ever are watching regular season games in street clothes while some old-school critics seethe in disgust. These opponents of load management bemoan an NBA that has gone soft, permitting athletes making tens of millions of dollars with no apparent injuries to sit out games with that hardworking fans paid good money to attend. I get where both sides are coming from. I really do. Um... I, I gotta be honest, if if I were to go, you know, if I were to go to a Laker game, um, I actually still have yet to go to a Kings game while I'm up here in Sacramento. I've, I told myself that I was gonna go. Haven't done that yet. Don't know when I will. Um, but it's, I, I, I see both sides. Because, because I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good argument. You know, you're making, you make millions of dollars playing a game for a couple of hours a day. You get to fly first class. Yes, yes, you have to play back-to-back. You have some back-to-back nights, but that's part of the career. That's that's part of your job. This is the career that you chose. You need to play. That, that like it's 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 that simple. And I also see it as, in terms of, from the science standpoint, it's like, okay, well, I kind of like, you know, I, I, I just, let me save myself for the playoffs. Let me save myself games in October, November, and December, and let me wait for the, you know, the last playoff push of, you know, late March, April, and then the playoffs in April, uh, April, May, and June. So I do, I do see it from both sides, and I think there's a, way, I think there's a way we can do this, because I don't think load management is going anywhere. Um, I just, it's, it's, it's rough. If I, if I went to, if I was able to go see a Laker game, and I found out, and I haven't been to a Laker game in a long time. But if I got tickets to go to a Laker game, I'd be like, wow, this is great. I get it. I get to see LeBron and Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, um, Rondo, like just all in the same. And of course, Rondo, you know, he's not that great anymore, but he's still a prominent figure in the NBA. And, you know, I really liked watching him during my childhood. But I get to this, I get to Staples Center. Um, talking, laughing, you know, looking around, everything's going great. And then I see LeBron and Anthony Davis in street clothes. 
my heart would sink. I'd be like, well, doggone it, man. I mean, I mean, these, t- these tickets ain't cheap. And yes, that is a risk. That is a risk of you, of me buying the ticket. I may not see, I'm, I would like to see LeBron play for sure. Between watching him play and not watching him play, I would rather watch him play. But it's a risk that I'm willing to take when I buy the ticket. I, I think we just, I think we just have to find, we have to find a way to do this. A player exerts himself. This is, this is, I skipped a few things in the article. Um, a player exerts himself during practices, individual skill sessions, cardio work, dynamic warm up routines, post game recovery regimens, cross country flights, lack of sleep, you name it. I, I gotta, I gotta say this, man. I would look at those things, I would just, I would look at those practices, skill sessions, cardio work, dynamic warm-up routines, post-game recovery regimens. I would look at those things and just say, okay, have them, have them skip on those. So they can, so they, so, you know, Kawhi Leonard didn't have to miss 60 games. Instead of missing 60, he can miss 70. Because I, I will, I will give this, I will give this to them. Travel take, I don't care who you are. Travel takes a toll on your body. It does. But then again, these guys are flying first class. Excuse me, not even first class. They're they're on chartered flights, so they're not sharing you know anything with the with the public. They don't have to go through LAX. These these are teams going through private airports. They don't have to deal with the public. They don't have to deal with, you know, well, they kind of do have to deal with TSA, but not nearly as rigorous. But this is, it comes with a lifestyle. I just don't believe. I I, I think we we can figure this out. Because here's the thing. I want to see, I want to see players. People want to see players play. And I believe players want to play. I do. But it's just like, okay. I mean, it's like this. It's like this. I mean, here's an option, but it's extremely unlikely. If I, if I buy, if, if people buy a ticket and say LeBron doesn't play, give a percentage of Give a certain percentage of the ticket in a refund back to the customer. Say, say 10%. Give them, give them back 10% of their ticket. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of things on the fly. And I was thinking of things, you know, before I even started recording this and just when I was, uh, going through first, uh, first take, uh, clips. I, I just, I, I don't know, but the load management as we know it, it's just not gonna, it's not going to work. Um, do I think they've gone too far? <sighs> I mean, I look at it this way. The season just got started. I mean, the Lakers, I think the Lakers just played their 10th game. I mean, it, 
Look, man. We we can figure this out. I I see. I really do believe that. But we we have to. We got we got we have to find a happy medium. If you want to rest players, if players feel like they need rest, go ahead. But it's like okay, well, if 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 you're gonna charge me, if you're gonna charge me the same amount for a ticket, if Le, if whether LeBron is playing or he's not playing, and you charge me the same ticket, the same ticket price, well, does that that just doesn't seem that just doesn't seem that great? And the thing is, you've already bought the ticket. You 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 already bought it. You en- you enter into the arena and you see them in street clothes. It it's like it's I mean you know and I don't want, I don't I hate going back to the older days because you can't compare basketball from then to now and it it's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff. And I, I mean each generation has their own they have their own struggles and difficulties. But I mean I look I look at it this way. Players now, they just have so many benefits. Um, their diet is better. I mean, you don't need, I mean, here's, here's the thing. If I, if I'm a player, yes, my body's tired. Yes, I'm exhausted. But it's like, well, doggone it, man. I mean, this beats a heck of a lot of people. I, I just, I think we can do it. I really believe we can do it, but we, we have to find a happy medium. And I don't know what it is. Um, personal, personally, my very first idea, I think that's, I think that's a good idea. Just, just tell, just tell fans ahead of time. Just be like, okay, around this time, LeBron, we're probably going to rest LeBron here. Um, you know, if you're a Mavericks fan, okay, we're probably going to rest Doncic and Porzingis here. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that's a pretty good idea. And then if you buy the ticket, it's like, well, I'm taking this risk. But th- th- there's got to be something. I, I just don't think we can keep load management as it is. We, we've, we've got to adjust it. That's what I believe. All right. Um, okay. If you're eating or about or are about to eat or have recently just finished eating, uh, skip this next section um, because it's nasty. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. And pro- pro- I'd say probably skip. I'm probably going to try to say like 15 minutes, 15 17 20 minutes i'm probably going to talk about it so you could you could try skipping that far ahead but no promises of how long this is going to be okay so skip right now okay california woman claims homeless man dumped bucket of hot feces on her head now just from that title just from that headline i gotta say this to me, does this story sound believable? It sounds pretty crazy. It, this, this sounds pretty crazy. Um, 
let me get into the article because th- there's a lot going in. There's a lot going in here. Um, a California woman claimed she was assaulted by a homeless man who pulled out, who pulled her out of her car, dragged her into the middle of the street, and poured a bucket of hot feces on her head. Heidi Van Tassel described the disgusting incident uh, to Fox News on Tuesday. She said she was getting into her car after grabbing dinner with some friends near the Hollywood Walk of Fame in L.A. when a 6'2 man who appeared to be homeless attacked her a few months ago. It was diarrhea. I was soaked and it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes, Van Tassel said. Paramedics came to treat me and said there was so much of it on me it looked like a man was saving it up for a month. Um, she added that the feces got inside her car as well. He just kept pouring it and splattering it all over me. Then she said he took off. He ran away and I couldn't see, said the, she said during the emotional interview with Fox News. I was stuck in the middle of the road, middle of the road on Hollywood Boulevard and nobody would stop. Van Tassel said eventually couples did stop to help her. The police came and got the feces out of my eyes so I could sort of see she said, adding that her attacker had returned and was standing across the street staring her down. She said firemen were also dispatched to the scene and had to peel off all of my clothes, all of my items of clothing because I am soaked in his feces. Crews wrapped Van Tassel in a blanket and rushed her to Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital where she got tested for infectious diseases caused by contact with feces, something she said she'll have to do every three months. Okay, the man who attacked her was identified in court as... It's J-E-R-E. I don't think it's Jerry. But his last name is Blessings, okay? <laughs> Blessings, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a what an interesting last name in this scenario. Um, a transient with schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Blessings was charged with battery and taken to jail. Van Tassel, though, said Blessings would be better off under psychiatric care. He doesn't need jail time, she said. He needs mental health care. I have empathy for him because he needs help. Okay, let me stop for a second. Um, here's where I would, here's where I would disagree with Heidi. Um, I believe, I believe he needs jail time and he needs psychiatric help. That's what I would say. Because I don't believe, I don't believe we should it should be ab I don't think it should be one or the other. I think it should be both. When you have something like this, it's like, okay, you need to be punished for what you did. Okay, whatever your whatever your mental disorder is, um if you if you commit an act, you are you are responsible. You are. And yet and yes you can have you can have certain you can have certain, you know, disabilities, but it's like, okay, at the end of the day, you did, you did still do, you did still commit this act. I think he needs both jail time and psychiatric care. Uh, Blessings was found unfit to stand trial and released back on the streets, she said. A media spokesperson for the LAPD told Fox News that as shocking as Van Tassel's incident was, it's something that happens more often than many people may think. Attacks in which a homeless person was the primary suspect have been growing across the LA area. Data from the LAPD showed that the number of arrests of homeless people so far in 2019 has been 6,677, up from 4,763 in 2017. 
The number of violent assault cases also went up from 2,496 in 2019, went up to 2,496 in 2019, from 1,763 in 2017. California has accounted for the country's, for most of the country's homeless population. Despite throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at the problem, the number of homeless in LA County has risen for the third time in four years. The most recent count released in July by the LA Homeless Services Authority showed that nearly 60,000 homeless people have been living without permanent shelter on any given night. In the city of LA, the number of homeless in 2019 jumped 16% to about 36,000, while the number of chronically homeless, those who have been living on the streets for more than a year, rose 17%. Following the attack, uh, Van Tassel said she repeatedly called the LAPD for information on the case, but her calls went unanswered. It's so traumatic. The PTSD that I'm dealing with is beyond anything that I've ever felt, she said. There needs to be some kind of help for the victims of these crimes. Alright, so, I'm not going to do my Second Amendment thing. I'm not going to do, you know, the whole carry a gun thing. Um, which, you know, you should do. You, you gotta, you stay, you know, stay packing. Um, this is a disgusting story. And the, the whole homeless issue here, man, you know, I was, I was walking to the gym. Um, the gym at Sac State is called, uh, it's called the well. It's really nice, actually. Um, but I was walking there yesterday and, um, I'm not that far. And I go, I go at that time at about 5.30 every day. Um, to be when, it, to be there when it opens at 6. Um, I usually come across one or two homeless people and I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably, um, less than a mile from, uh, from campus. I mean, I, I was walking, I was walking there yesterday and there was a homeless person just sleeping, just sleeping on the sidewalk and I just, I walked around him. And then a little bit past him um, was another person with their cart. And then later, later yesterday, there was another guy, another homeless person just standing there on the sidewalk, just looking up. And clearly he was, he was not in his right mind. And he was barefoot. And, you know, you just, you feel for these people. Um... You don't, you don't necessarily know what to do at all. But I know, I know I had an episode on this, man, but the homeless, the homeless situation, I don't think it can be fixed. I, I really don't. I really don't. Because it's like, who foots the bill? And they're right. Hundreds of millions of dollars have been thrown, have been thrown at this problem. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know it. You, if, if, if you, oh God, I just, 
when you if you don't live in California and you don't know Southern California and you don't know um like the place near LA Mission and stuff like that um tent city and stuff like that if you came here if if you or I should say well it's not near me but if you go to if you go to Southern California and you go to the LA Mission area and you see you will see a ton of homeless people I mean, it is in, it's like a different war, it's like a third world country. I mean, you don't know, I mean, it's crazy just how many there are. And if, if you didn't know, you would think, oh, did, so how much, so how much money has been spent on trying to fix this problem? I don't believe anybody would believe that it's been hundreds of millions of dollars. There's so much that goes. There's so much that goes into this because it's like, okay, you know, okay. Well, first of all, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's let's do some basic. Let's do basic laws or not laws, but just basic concepts. Okay, so when you have people, you need to people need to have a place to exist. They need a place to be because they take up. They, they take up, you know, a certain amount of mass. They take up a certain amount of space, uh, volume. So people, the people have to exist at some place. So you have to put these people somewhere. These people have to be somewhere. Okay. These people also have possessions. Some a lot. Some a few. And I mean, when I say a lot or a few, it's really like, it's, it's less than I have. It's, it's less than, it's less than most people have. Because you may see their, you, you'll see their carts. Even if they have one or two carts, it's like, they still have less than the, than the average, much less than the average person. So you need a, so they need a place. So they also need space for their stuff. Um. I, I, I just, I mean, does, does anybody have any ideas? Serious. I, Cause I, I'm telling you, California, when it comes to this, California has a lot of problems. I love this state in many ways, but I also, it just, California frustrates me. But I, I just, I ask you this. Does any, does anybody have any idea of what we can do? Because I don't. And I don't know anyone else who does. Uh, this, 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 this is a nasty story. I, I can't even, I can't imagine. First of all, I, I can't imagine somebody well, let me say this. First of all, I can't even imagine touching diarrhea, okay, with my with with my hands or even with gloves on. Okay, there's no way I can even envision someone taking a bucket of diarrhea and dumping it on me. I I I I, I can't. I I I can't. I cannot fathom that.
this this is just I, I, I don't I don't know what to do. I, I don't I don't know what to do about about this homeless problem. Cause I'm I mean, cause here's the thing. Let's just be honest with ourselves. No one wants to be around homeless people. No one no one wants to no one wants to live around them. It's it's just it's just a fact. Now you can have compassion for them, but it's an it's an entirely different thing when you li- when you live near them and you can see them and you're around them, they smell. Property value goes down, they're dangerous. Cause and here's the thing, people talk about, you know, their mental health. Here's the thing. People aren't meant to just wander. That's not, that's not, that's not the point of humans. Every, every creature, every creature has a home. Now, they, now, even in migration, they do move, but they move with the pack. And there's a place where they know that they're going to go to and they stay there for a decent amount of time. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know how we're going to fix this situation. I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, it's like this. Do you move them to the heartland of the United States where there's just less people? And you just put them there? I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. This is, this is something where it's hard cuz i mean i look at it this way if you if you want to do like a homeless shelter or you say okay these people can be this person this person can sleep here this person can't sleep here it's very very difficult it's a lot to take in i mean you, you, there there's just no oh god i just i i don't know I'm clueless on this. I mean, I wish... Here's the thing. Just based off the way humans work, and just based off of how we think and how we function, I don't believe there's a solution. I remember I I had a, uh, a math teacher... In high school, and she one day we were talking, she like we were talking in class, and we somehow got to the topic of homeless people, and she said we should take all the smartest people in a room, take all the smartest people, take or no, take all the smartest people in the world, lock them in a room, and not let them out until they figure out a solution to the homeless the homeless situation. And I just I couldn't believe she said that. Like I said, I said, I said, did you just say? Take the smartest people in the room, take the smartest people in the world and just lock them in a room and have them come out when they figure out a solution. Cause, cause the reason I thought that was cause that was, it was in my mind. There is no solution. They're gonna, they're gonna die in there if you just lock them in there and don't let them out until they come, they come up with a solution. I mean, I mean, I mean, so much money has been put towards this problem and it's not getting better it is getting worse it's getting worse and just i just i i i don't know i don't know 
But I'm if ser- seriously, at this point, at this point, there, there are no there. If you have an idea, seriously, if you have an idea, throw it out there. We 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 have to find a way. Even if we can't reverse it, can we slow down the pace of the growth of the homeless population? Because it, I mean, it's terrible. It's, it is, it's terrible. And I just, I, I, I don't, it's just not going to get any better. Okay. So, uh, Hillary Clinton is being super annoying right now. And I just, I just got to say this to Hillary. All right. Listen. Okay. Let me, let me read the article. Let me read the article because you, because you know how she talked about, she's talked about, okay, Hillary, this is from Newsweek. Hillary Clinton says she is, uh, under pressure to run in 2020. Never, never, never say never. Now, by the way, that's a never say never. That's not a bad song by Justin Bieber. I kind of like it. Okay. But anyway. I got to say this to Hillary. Hillary. Stop doing this. If you want to run, just run. If you don't want to run, don't run. Stop teetering and tottering and, you know, on the seesaw and, you know, just sitting on the fence. If you want to get in, if you want to get in there, get in there. If you don't, just shut, just shut up and don't do anything. The Democrat, okay, like, and here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. The Democrats are super weak right now. I can't remember. You know, again, I'm a history buff. I can't think of a time Democrats, I mean, in recent history where Democrats have looked, have been weaker. Because I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. With all that Trump is going through right now, you have all this stuff. I believe he's still going to win. And I think he's going to win by a big margin. Democrats have never... I mean, no one is running away. No one's running away with this stuff. Buttigieg is still in. Amy Klobuchar, who I, I don't know how she's making it. Biden... Sanders, Warren, Castro. I mean, I mean, just nobodies, nobodies. I, I just, Hillary. I mean, if if you want, just just ask yourself this, Hillary, Hillary. I want you to just go into the mirror, look at yourself, and ask yourself, ask your reflection. Do you want? Do you want to run for president? The first thing that comes to your head, do that. If it's yes, run. If it's not, don't run. And if you if you win, so be it. Trump right now has, you know, there's there's a lot going for him, but there's also people going against him, you know. He's, you know, he he's I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just. <sighs> she's run multiple times. And. She's lost multiple times. 
Do I think she's ever going to win? I don't. I don't. But that that's re- that's really all I got to say about this. I'm just I'm so tired of Hillary. Just just being like this. Like if you It's not that hard of a decision. It's it's really not that hard. Do I want to run yes or no? If yes, go for it. It's like, okay, I want to run, but I don't think I would win. Then don't run. If you don't think you can win, don't run. Because you can you can have all these contingencies and backup plans and just say, well, if this happens or if this happens at this time, you look at a, you look at a bunch of different factors. Simplify it. Simplify it. Because at this point, Hillary, first of all, we don't know. We don't know what she's talking about. We don't know when she's... Because supposedly she said, you know, there's a lot of people who are telling me, you know, you should run, run, run. Just, you know, go on and do it. You're going to win. You can do it. Do I believe that to be true? I do. The Democrats suck right now. Like, think like... Sanders, Biden, Warren, they're the top three. Okay? Kamala Harris. I don't think she's going to make it. Uh, I, 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 I have no faith in her. Klobuchar, no chance. Buttigieg, he's really been hanging on. I, he's, he's, I, I thought he'd be one of the first to leave. I thought I thought it'd be uh I thought it'd be out before Beto. Not the case. But but right, I mean the Demo- the Democrats just have no they don't have any big personalities. And I said this in an earlier in an earlier episode. Trump has the it factor. None of these Democrats haven't have the it factor. None of them have that pizzazz. None of them none, none of them have that personality. None of them have the wow to them. Hillary, your last name is Clinton. People, some love it, some hate it. But you, you, you just have that name and you have that recognition. And people know who you are. You just, you have the closest thing to the, to Donald Trump's it factor. Sanders isn't gonna do it. Sanders is 78, I think he's 78 years old. He's old. He had a, he had, he had a heart attack. Okay? He's not in great health at all. Okay, Biden Biden has had so much work done, it's ridiculous. Elizabeth Warren. I I I just I, I don't, man. I don't. I, I mean throw a name out there. I I don't know. People, I mean Michael Bloomberg possibly running. It's like, okay, like, do... I would ask you this. How many people actually know who Michael Bloomberg is? Because some may say, oh, he's a... He's a... He's he's a rich guy. But I don't think anything... Anyone would know anything about him, really. I just... <sighs> Hillary, seriously. Girl, if you're, if you're gonna run... Just run, just, just, just throw your, throw your hat in the ring already. If you don't, just, just walk away and just, just, just enjoy your book tour. 
You and Chelsea. I mean, just make up your mind. It's not that hard.